0: Welcome back, sparkler parents, to the podcast. And if you're joining me on YouTube, you'll notice that I don't look very good this morning. Well, I just finished my workout and I don't quite have enough time to take a shower and come back to you guys. So we're going to just do it like this. So um, I think it's really important for us to find the time in our day when we can have that consistent routine for ourselves. And for me, that's before everybody gets up. And so I've got to um, get all of my personal things done before my kids. Uh, get up in the morning and start making noise in the house, and that includes any exercise or meditation that I might be doing, um, and of course talking with you guys because it's it, it's a lot of time and effort to to have these conversations, and I think it's very valuable. They personally help me a lot. I almost think of it kind of like um like a diary uh, of sorts, and I find a lot of peace and um calmness listening back to my old episodes. And this kind of helps me mark time. So um, so I think it's very valuable to do it. And I hope that you are enjoying the episodes as well. But if you are watching on the YouTube video, I look a bit disheveled this morning. Um, we are continuing with our book. I took a bit of a break. We did take a vacation as well. Boy, what a difference it can make to have a change in an environment. I just wanted to say that too and and sometimes it's really hard to imagine how we might feel different just in a different environment Um, but it it really does help. So I think that there's a lot to be said too if you're feeling kind of stuck or um, in a bit of a rut of any sort, can't kind of get out of a thought process. It's really helpful to change your environment even in the simplest of ways and for some self-care for everyone I mean that could be a walk um, that could be a warm bath um, it could be a vacation but really just changing up your routine if you're feeling like you're stuck really helped me it did take me about two and a half days to come out of my routine to just be able to settle in Um, so You might need a bigger change of environment if you're a little more stuck in in what's currently going on in your life. Um, That being said, we're going to continue with the book, Brain-Based Parenting, The Neuroscience of Caregiving for Healthy Attachment. And as I'm going through this book, I'm realizing that all of the concepts that they're talking about for parents, um, we as parents, also apply to the child and basically all humans so we can use these concepts and this acronym that we're going to continue with today PACE to really help with any relationship that we have and if you are a pediatric therapist or a medical professional who are listening to me um, this book is kind of written a little bit for psychologists but you can take the information here as well and apply it to your patients that you work with and and the families that you work with. So let's review pace. That is um, playfulness, acceptance, curiosity, and empathy. And last episode, we talked about playfulness. And I spoke a little bit about playfulness more from a perspective of like literally playing with your child. And then I reread that part of the chapter, and I just wanted to add that it's also about like your tone of voice and your demeanor, and um, noticing when you're feeling um, a little bit agitated in the moment, even if there's nothing to be agitated about. And coming to the situation with a more playful attitude, not a demeaning attitude um, where um, you're trying to make fun of somebody or trying to shame them in, in your, with your humor. Um, I think episode nine talks about that when laughter, when it's not funny, um, but, but rather playfulness and coming really from a, a standpoint of love um, and acceptance, which is what we're gonna talk about today. So um, they do give a couple of examples in a book. And I, I think um, that particular example was really helpful for me to read again, because by nature, I, um, if I feel frustrated or angry in the moment, I really can't access that. And so uh, I think that would be a cue q- q- to me that if I can't come up with something playful to say that right now in that moment, I need to probably take a, take a break, step away change my environment at that moment, because I can't be playful. And why can't I be playful right now when I really want to help kind of tone down the situation? Um, I don't need to spread my anger or my frustration out onto my children or onto my husband or onto anybody for that matter. Um, And so if you can't be playful when you're in um, a situation that is actually not very dangerous, right? Um, but you're feeling this frustration, you're feeling this annoyance, um, step back and take a break. And if you can access some playfulness in your language and your de- demeanor um, and noticing how the other person is accepting that, are they playing along with you or are they getting more angry? If they're getting more angry, then they're not perceiving that you're being playful um, and they're not ready to be playful. So it, it's a bi-directional path. It's not just your viewpoint, but it's also whoever you're, you're talking with and trying to communicate with. Um, so playfulness, uh, not only that you spend time and you enjoy your children, um, but also how you talk with them and um, n- not necessarily the word you say, but how you're saying them. And if you're coming from that place of, of unconditional love. Okay, acceptance. So acceptance is the second uh, letter in the acronym. And in the book too, they talk about, even though playfulness is the first letter in this acronym, it may not actually be where you begin. Because if you're already in a strained relationship with your child or with your spouse, it will feel kind of fake or artificial to start with playfulness. So in order to develop that trust with the other person, um, starting with acceptance may be a better way to go. And what does this mean by acceptance? Well, you can think about when you were um, first had your newborn uh, or when your child was very young and how you loved that baby no matter what. Now, you didn't put any judgment on that baby, especially in the first Few weeks and few months. Um, the baby could do nothing wrong. Um, it, it cried to have its needs met, and it was just the, the perfect baby. And then over time, things change. Either our expectations of what our children should do change, or um, perhaps we don't yet have tools to um, help manage and support the child. And so their behaviors or actions feel bad or we uh, judge them as being lazy or that they don't care or whatever myriad of judgments we place on our child we no longer are accepting them and that doesn't mean that we have to like what they do but we have to understand that who our child is the essence of our child is not that um talking back to us is not that um, refusal to clean up their room or uh, our child is not lazy because they um, always leave their socks on the floor. And to accept our child as that perfect little being that you wanna love all the time is really a great place to go because it will help you stay in that open space to think about some other solutions or to think about some other reasons why your child is not doing or not behaving the way that you expected. Um, So they say, parents' primary attitude toward their infant is one of acceptance, not evaluation. And I think that's really important because we do, uh, we judge ourselves, we judge other people. And I'm not saying that we should take all judgment away, but when that judgment is so ingrained in us and becomes habitual and we start assigning those characteristics to the essence of whoever we're dealing with, we have to be careful because those are two separate things. Um, there's a saying in yoga, uh, I bend so that I don't break. And they also talk about that here. Um, The more rigid we are with who our child is, um, again, more of those negative terms of lazy or never going to be able to do this or um, just doesn't care or, you know, never shows respect to me. As we uh, start getting more frustrated and, and more pulled into that those characteristics are our child, it will be harder to see other possibilities. And so if we come from a place of acceptance that I accept you fully unconditionally, um, I may not be happy with your behaviors, but that's not who you are. And let's explore what's behind those behaviors. And it's not because they hate you. And it's not because they don't wanna listen to you. they may not be interested in listening to you right now because their mind is focused someplace else. It's not that they don't want to ever listen to you, but right now under these conditions, there's something else going on. And so we as parents have an obligation to our children to stay in that parental state of mind um, in order to figure this out and help us get out of, if you are feeling this way, kind of stuck in this rigidity of who your child is, especially especially around negative behaviors. But I would also say around positive behaviors or things that we perceive as good because then when the opposite happens, that feels so off um, that we can get really uh, overly upset with our child too. And so um, just knowing that we can work on that unconditional love and then acceptance of our child as our child and being curious about the behaviors, which we'll talk about curious and empathy in a little while, but we need the acceptance first. Um, Acceptance of children enables behavioral discipline to have an important but limited role in their development. So they're clearly not saying that we don't discipline our child or set up boundaries or rules because that is essential, but within that, um, we need to be respectful of how, what happened and, and again, open to other possibilities than what our first thought is, because in that moment, if we're so angry, we're only seeing the one thing that makes sense to us at that moment. And this is what they're saying. If we can come from a place of acceptance, it's going to help us, uh, slow down a little bit and, um, be able to see other possibilities and opportunities for us, um, in, in a deeply accepting relationship, when the inevitable parent-child tension arise, the relationship bends rather than breaks when we come from a point of acceptance. Although there is inevitable misattunement, this misattunement, or, not, or when things don't jive between your child and you, does not trigger intense fears of abandonment or rejection in a healthy parent-child relationship. Indeed, the relationship draws from strength from both parties experiencing the natural cycle of entunement, misentunement, and repair. And so that is from um, Dan Siegel's uh, writings in 2005. Um, that section is, is uh, referenced. And I'll just read one more thing here um, because acceptance also has a very deep um, physical, physiological Um, benefit for us. And so um, Stephen Porges talks about acceptance seen as central to the experience of mindfulness is facilitated through the activation of the smart vagal system, the brain heart connections that promote openness, empathetic, empathetic listening and attunement. And then they refer us back to chapter one and talk about the different brain structures that help organize this. And again, getting past that amygdala, past that um, fear center, so that we can actually reach those parental centers in our um, prefrontal cortex that they were talking about that really helps us make meaning of what the experience is with our child. So just to wrap it up, um, PACE is the acronym and we'll go over curiosity in the next um, episode. But we'll think about acceptance of our child, as who our child is and all of the behaviors that they are experiencing are conditional. Just like talking about me going on a vacation. I feel so much more stress in my day-to-day grind and yet under different conditions, I can act differently. And so if we experience this, imagine how our children are so much more susceptible to conditional or environmental changes and their behaviors, their thoughts, their actions are going to be a product of that. And we're the same. So, all right, jump on the Facebook group and tell me uh, a personal experience that you have had where you have felt... um, this misattunement with your child? And were you able to stay in that open and accepting, um, state of mind, or did you feel yourself closing down and kind of going into more of a rigid pattern? And honestly, I have done both many times. I have shut down and become rigid quite often, um, hopefully, I was able to open back up within a few minutes or an hour and come back and apologize. That's that repair. So um, please don't feel ashamed. And there's no judgment for me at all, because I've been there too. But let's start a dialogue about times when we maybe miscued with our kids or celebrate times when things went well and you were able to stay in that parental and accepting state of mind. Have a great day. Oh, <laughs>